listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hey everybody, it's Earth Oddity. Again. Again, on time, on schedule. That's right. That's right. I'm John. This is Tiny. Hello. And we're here to talk about odd news stories and current events and probably any other wild thing that yeah possible with personal stuff well i did that's so that everyone if there's anyone first tuning into the show they'll turn it off and we won't grow our audience (laughs) (laughs) well i wanted to talk about uh i want to talk about something that really hurt me this week and that is that uh and I mean, it's emotional. I don't know if we want to start the show off emotional, but um, Kid Rock was caught drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> okay. And I don't know. Do I don't know, know how I can go on. I was say, do we know this wasn't an old photo that's I, I, resurfaced? I've been told it's an accurate current photo oh, no. by the internet. And Kid Rock is, he's, he's clearly transgender now. <laughs> <laughs> They've gotten to him. <laughs> yeah, I, it hurt me to see one of my heroes go down like that. Has he made any kind of statement? Or? Not that I know of, but I hadn't really followed the story. I just saw a few people making fun of him online, and that was enough for me. I mean, once you shoot up a whole bunch of Bud Light, yeah. how do you come back? You from can't that? go back from that. <laughs> like For the rest of your life, you can't drink Bud Light. I know. When you start the video off with Papa's feeling a little frisky, and end it with shooting a bunch of Bud Lights. That's it. You can't yeah. drink Bud Lights anymore. But clearly, you got to at least wait long enough that most people have right. gotten. But no. this is all still fresh in everyone's heads. Clearly, the liberal elites have gotten him to an island somewhere and <laughs> compromised him. And now he's drinking Bud Light. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, a wild heel turn by, <laughs> by Kid Rock. <laughs> Proud of him, I guess. But yeah, if your heroes won't hold up what they believe in or what they claim to believe in, how can anybody else? You know, this must be how, you know, it feels when you find out, you know, like your wife's cheating on you or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, it's it's almost worse. Almost. Kid Rock, a proud patriot, you know. Or was. Has gone woke. (laughs) I hope my diehard conservative brothers, because everybody knows I'm super conservative, are burning their Kid Rock memorabilia, CDs, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. We just cancel him now. Yeah. Now he gets. That's that's the way the game works. That's what I say. That's what we've railed against cancel culture for years. Right. But since we've had a little success with Bud Light, sure, and then with Target, now we're on. Now it. we're on board. We're on it. So yeah, he's next. Uh, and I, I all of our look, white ladies. I'm talking to you specifically. <laughs> when y'all go to Nashville, you can't go to Kid Rock's bar. Okay, does he have a bar in, oh, in Nashville? Yeah. Okay. I think that's where the videos or the photos from. Huh? Is he's like upstairs looking over the floor, you know, in the exclusive VIP area. Where all the trannies hang out, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) There. And not once did he think, yeah, I'm in a public place. Sure. 
you know, there people are, are going to constantly be trying to take pictures of yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. It is pretty funny. I mean, for him, because <laughs> he acted so mad about it. Yeah. And then he did what anybody, normal person would do. You're like, well, look, let me get a Coors Light. And they're like, oh, we got some Bud Light. And you're like, well, I guess I'll take it. You know, like, I, <laughs> I like beer more than my moral posturing. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to drink a beer. So, yeah. And that's fine with me. I really, of course, of being facetious, I don't care about Kid Rock at all. So. Or Bud Light. Or Bud Light, yeah. I was say, as Baptist. I'm a Baptist. I can't care about Bud Light. <laughs> See, we've, been, yeah. we've been trying to boycott them for oh, yeah. decades. Yeah, for centuries we've been boycotting alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, except the Calvinists in our set. <laughs> the Lord predestined them to be able to drink. <laughs> well, how was your week? That was all right, man. Uh, I just got back from the uh, Spiller Furniture 75th anniversary party. Nice. We're a 75-year-old company, so that was great. Had a good time. Did not win Employee of the Year, so which is fine. I don't deserve it. The lady who won definitely does deserve it. Okay. So, um, But maybe one day I'll win. Huh. I doubt it, though. <laughs> I think you get to like uh, where I'm at and people are just like, yeah, you you got enough. We don't need to give you anything else, and that's cool with me. You know, I don't know if I've ever worked in a place that actually did like an employee. Oh yeah, of the year. It's a big deal with us. <laughs> we don't do employee of the month, but it's a big deal at our company. Yeah, you get a prize get and like everything. A you get a plaque, and then I think you get some free furniture okay. and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We we'll take nice. care of it. You can only win it once. Uh, well, that's that seems fair. It's a lifetime award. <laughs> once you get it once, you could never get it again. You give a speech. Some people do. I would have. <laughs> I prepare one every year. But just so it's courage. Yeah. You don't want any old jokes. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. It won't hit like sure, they would in the right. moment. Yeah, I, I'm very topical. I was going to talk about Kid Rock. I'm mean, like coming off my disappointment of Kid Rock being a transgender woke liberal. This is the only thing that could bring me back. But no, we gave it to someone who is much more deserving to me mm-hmm. than me, which is cool. Everybody votes. So like in the company, you know, all the supervisors, like management people, we all get a vote. And then everybody who's been with a company over 10 years gets a vote. And then everybody who's a past winner gets a vote. And so, well, basically, you just nominate someone, and whoever gets nominated the most wins. Almost like the Heisman. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much <laughs> like the Heisman. And so, yeah, I, I, I she was the person I voted for, so I was glad when she won. I was nice. like, thankfully, man, I've been voting for – presidents for forever and they don't ever win whoever i vote for never wins <laughs> oh but yeah so that was the day and that was good and it was fun except i had to of course when it was over every employee left except me a few ladies from the office and hung around the boss up. we had to clean it all up have my wife there in her pretty little dress toting out <laughs> stuff and putting it in cars and all that uh, and everybody was like him hauling all around, you know, like shaking hands and all. Good to see y'all. Be careful driving home. And I went to Shane. I was like, look, I got a date with Tiny. So we need, <laughs> I was like, we need to get on the ball with getting this cleaned up. He's like, okay, all right. And then he sprung into action. So yeah, that's why I had to change clothes. I was just going to wear what I had on to come over here. But I, mean, I was. The tux might be a bit. <laughs> I didn't have a tux, so I didn't have a blazer, and it's going to the dry cleaner because I soaked it in sweat loading stuff up. Nice. So yeah. Anyways, 
I caught uh, a hummingbird with a bug net last week. Nice. Barehanded? <laughs> with well, I had a bug net. Yeah, but that'd be yes, like you yes. were like out in the yard and you just saw one and you just whooped it with a net. I, I wish. Okay. It's a little more than that. I had I was cutting grass last week. Sure. And I was sitting in the garage, you know, drinking my Gatorade, trying to cool off, and I heard this, you know, buzzing. Yeah. And this and occasionally like this uh this noise and Tara came out and I was like, There's a bug in here somewhere. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, just listen. And she heard it and she started looking around. And she's like, there's a hummingbird in here. And this hummingbird was too stupid to, to get realize out. that if he just flew down, yeah. he could see where the big open garage door is. Uh, they don't have a soul. You can't <laughs> right? hold it against them. <laughs> he just kept hitting the ceiling yeah, thinking that this time it was going to work against him. Absolutely. And so she was like, you know, you know your woman is. So we got to help him. Oh. I was like, well, go get the bug net. She's like, no, you can't. You'll hurt him. I was like, well, he's he's gonna hurt. Yeah, himself. he's giving himself. He's got CTE. He's gonna murder his whole family like Chris Benoit. So I go and I get the bug net and I I catch him. He's just kind of he's just kind of perched on it, and I start to walk to the door, and he just takes off and starts hitting the ceiling again. So this time I wait for him to land, and this time I, I kind of get him in the net, but I kind of put my hand over it. Right? Yeah. And so I walk him outside. I take my hand away, and he just sat there for a minute or two. Yeah. And then he finally fluttered He's off. He's probably who was this giant? Has <laughs> his me. head was bleeding. Oh yeah. So he had really been. Yeah. Trying he's, to. <laughs> he's got CT. It's over with. I don't know if I don't know if he survived, but no, he's gonna junior say out tonight. <laughs> Should have just went ahead and ate him. <laughs> Fried him up. <laughs> I bet they taste sweet. I bet you they're, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, them little wings aren't going to fill you up, though. No. <laughs> hummingbirds are cool. I like hummingbirds. I really like all birds. What I don't understand about birds is the fact that, like, my cat will kill one. You're just like, why would you ever land? Like, if you could fly. <laughs> right. Don't land anywhere where you could die. It'd just be up in the air all the time. I mean, I guess they got to eat, but. Mm-hmm. Be a little more observant. There's a fat cat in my backyard. She's wrecking the wildlife in our neighborhood. <laughs> if it comes in our backyard, it's dead. <laughs> She's a true killer. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have anything else exciting happen this week. Uh, Libby, did I talk about Libby? She's in another play. Oh, okay. Uh, she made in Cinderella. So we have the privilege of paying like a hundred bucks for her to be in this play and then buying and then buy tickets. Yeah, then buying like another hundred bucks for her to be in this play and then having to volunteer to help out. Theater, I've realized may be the second biggest racket behind Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> like Taekwondo's number one all time greatest racket. And I'm not saying this negatively about either one of them. But like Taekwondo, those dudes just like yeah, it's 99 bucks a month, and we'll teach your kid discipline and all this. And they're like, oh, well, you got to pay this much to get a new belt. And you, oh, now we're changing uniforms. You got to buy that. <laughs> you know, everybody needs the red jacket now. <laughs> a, a huge racket. A theater's about the same way. Do you think a Taekwondo dojo would last if we just showed YouTube videos? Yeah, I don't know. But the benefit is, is. It's only ten dollars a month. <laughs> yes, that's right. You'd come to our old <laughs> virtual Taekwondo class. <laughs> yeah. I think about all like Mr. Bailey, 
who is the Taekwondo master. I don't know. He's the Grand Dragon. Or, but I think that's, a, <laughs> that's something else, John. He's not in the clan. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I want to shake his hand every time and be like, you might be the smartest person in the world. You wear your pajamas all day long. <laughs> you don't even put on shoes when you go to work. And you beat up little kids for fun. <laughs> and they pay you to do it. What an amazing business model you got. Yeah, theaters. Here's the thing: is like, uh, if if they're selling tickets, right? Mm -hmm. Then why am I paying to be in it? Like, either up your ticket price to cover me, my daughter being in it. You know, I don't understand it. Well, we got to get costumes. I think I understand it perfectly. Like the point of all these people doing this play is to sell tickets to their parents. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, and then they hit you with an extra charge. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't think. I I just this is my suspicion. I don't think a lot of people outside of family and friends are going to be lining up to come see the Cinderella story mm-hmm. at the Bama Theater put on by a bunch of middle schoolers. You know, right? Just don't see it happening. So I, I don't know why they just don't charge more for the tickets because we're going to buy them anyway. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like they do the show like three or four times. So like a lot of people are buying to go to all three or four. Not uh uh-uh. uh. I'm like, hey Libby, we'll <laughs> see you one time, and then let me know when to pick you up when it's over with. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But Derek, who listens to the show, his kid is like a he's a great actor and singer and all that. He's a very talented kid. They're in all of it, you know. So maybe he's got it figured out. I don't. To me, I'm just like, why not just charge everybody $30 more for tickets and let them do away with the upfront fee and the volunteering? It's it's really, I think it's theater nerds have figured out a way (laughs) to not have to get a real job. Right. That's my thing. I really think that's what it is. (laughs) Because Deidre had to go to a mandatory parent meeting. Mandatory. Oh yeah, it's mandatory. That's, That's where you had to sign up, volunteer, and all so that. So like, what? Your kid doesn't get to be in the in if you don't go. I have no idea. Huh? And uh, and they were talking about how much it costs to put on the shows, you know. And I was doing the math in my head, and I was like, it can't cost that much. Like, there's no way it costs as much as y'all say it does. And of course, I'm sure I'm wrong. You know, it's mm-hmm. like people that look at our furniture, like it can't be as much as y'all are charging for. It. Y'all just trying to make more on it, you know. But I was like, eh, we need to figure out a new model here. Cause Do they have to rent out the Bama Theater yeah. for their shows? I'm sure that's the bulk of the okay, cost. That's, I was about to say, that's probably sure that's not cheap. Yeah, but you're selling tickets, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah. I don't know what the break-even point is on tickets sold not, but mm-hmm. if you know you got 40 kids in it, then you're at least going to sell 80 tickets probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's just say the same 70. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then get the cost of that ticket to that break even point and take out all the upfront fees. And I, I don't know. I feel like I they just need to let me take over. <laughs> Having no knowledge of anything about it, they just need to let me take over. I just think it's wild. They're like, hey, your daughter auditioned. She made it in the play. Give us money. <laughs> Right. Because we're going to sell tickets to people and we're going to make money on this. But I'm like, okay. Well, y'all just got free labor. Actually, I'm paying y'all for free labor. (laughs) They need to unionize is what they need to do, Tiny. (laughs) The kids need to unionize. This is child labor exploitation. So the kids who do this, 
is this like, I, I don't want it to say, I don't want this to sound as bad as it's going to sound, but is there any benefit? I mean, obviously I know you're getting experience and I know your, your kid is like learning how to act and all this other stuff, but does that, do they get like references later on for stuff or you see I, what I'm saying? I don't really know. To me, you know, my little princess wants to do it. So I'm all for doing it. Mm-hmm. They could charge me $800. Of course I would pay it. Maybe not 800 I was going to say, <laughs> if Eli, if Eli had his heart set. It's still cheaper than <laughs> it's still cheaper than travel ball, any travel sport. So I feel like I'm going out good. But yeah, I think it's just experience okay. and doing something you enjoy. Because that's that's Libby's thing. She enjoys singing. Mm-hmm. She enjoys dancing. She enjoys, I guess, playing make believe. You know, I don't know. That's and what, so that's what Joe Rogan said of his act. Which I mean, he's not an actor. Yeah. But he's had uh, some bit roles in some movies, yeah. and he said that his experience was it's really just like pretending. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like the really, really high paid and good actors, like it's hard to cry on a whim. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm sure like when you really get into something, some sure. of the stuff they do is difficult. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, at the very base of it all, you're, you just play you're, a pretend. Yeah, you're just a role play. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I don't know the benefit of it. I know that here's what it seems to me. Number one, it all seems very clickish. So there's like three or four different theater companies in this town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're rivals, but I like to think of them as rivals <laughs> in my mind. And so it seems like there's a lot of, uh, in sports, you would call it daddy ball, you know, mm-hmm. like, all right, my kid gets to be the shortstop and the pitcher because I'm coaching them or whatever. There seems to be a little I, bit of that. I, I I was good enough to yeah. play in the majors. Yes. But I never got my big break. Right. And exactly. So I'm going to live out my fantasy through my child. So there seems to be like the more you participate, the bigger roles you get. Because they kind of, and I, that makes perfect sense. Like I explained that to Libby. Like the more they realize, are right, you're dependable, you can do the things the right way, you're not causing a problem, all that. Of course, you're going to be better and they're going to realize they can trust you to get up in front of hundreds of people and do whatever, you know? But, uh, yeah, it seems very like clicky. I don't know. That's just what it seems like to me, but I'm just, I just want my daughter to do it. Cause she thinks it's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't really want her to be an actress. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like <laughs> there's you a, your druthers. Yeah. I'd like her to go into, you know, something a little more beneficial. Not that the arts isn't beneficial before a bunch of nerds start, emailing and calling in the show and quitting the Patreon or anything. It's just full of pedos. Well, there's some of them. (laughs) I just think, um, you know, like go be a scientist or a doctor. Mm -hmm. She's capable of doing all that too. She's brilliant. She's a smart kid, but you know, this is what she enjoys doing and she's always enjoyed doing it. So that's what we're doing. I guess I'm paying a hundred bucks and going to like three performances of Cinderella and she's going to miss school because they do it. This is the money maker for them. This group, I can't remember which one it is. There's like, like I said, three or four of them. They put on shows for like elementary school kids to come. So during the like school week, like all the first and second graders from Northport Elementary go to the Bama Theater and watch them do Cinderella. It's like a field trip for them. And if you can get your parents to pay for you a ticket, then you get out of class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's free money for those people. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's totally free money for them. 
we need to talk kindergarten or not maybe not kindergarten. We need to talk middle school classes to come into our podcast. Sure. Observe it. <laughs> Go see what some pro podcasters do, guys. You can get out of class. Yes, absolutely. Five dollars a ticket. We might could do that with the high schoolers. Like uh Hudson's <laughs> on uh uh, on the cats TV staff, and, oh yeah, yeah. So they do, you know. Well, like he was filming. Uh, County High has a jumbotron now. If you oh, didn't know, oh wow, oh yeah, oh, did not know. Like a real show replays on it, jumbotron and everything, and which is great for a team that won six games last year. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, like second to last in education, we're buying jumbotrons for the football field. Whatever. There could be an argument. We might could. <laughs> Focus our energies other places. But uh so Hudson was filming stuff for that this week, like like, you know, uh player profiles and mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, yeah, we'll just let them come over and watch us do the podcast. It's pretty much the same thing. I'm hoping Hudson learns all the video stuff. <laughs> and then we can do video. And then we can use it for free. Yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. Free labor. There we go. I've already thought about it. <laughs> I think we could talk him into it on the right day. So, yeah. All right, we better talk about, like you yeah, said, we better do it. any new listeners already tuned out. Now that it's just the faithful. It's just, it's just our fam- <laughs> our friends and family right now, the people who matter. <laughs> yes. What do you got this week? <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to talk about a young lady who fulfilled her childhood dream. Uh, we're also going to talk about a lady who had a little trouble graduating high school. And a um, a conflict between a child and his stepfather. Okay. Yes. I have a story about an Alabama corrections officer. I have a story about illegal minors in Peru. But I want to start off with this one. Neuroscientists recreate Pink Floyd song from listeners' brain activity. Okay. So... <laughs> All right. Here we go. This this is how it starts, <laughs> right? This is Joe Rogan. <laughs> this is this is a very long article, but we're gonna <clears throat> we're just kind of gonna skim through it here. Researchers hope brain implants will one day help people who have lost the ability to speak to get their voice back and maybe even sing. Now, for the first time, scientists have demonstrated the brain's elect- electrical activity can be decoded and used to reconstruct music. A new study analyzed data from 29 people who were already being monitored for epileptic seizures using postage-sized stamp arrays of electrodes that were placed directly on the surface of their brain. As the participants listened to Pink Floyd's 1979 song, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 1, the electrodes captured the electrical activity of several brain regions attuned to musical elements such as tone, rhythm, harmony, and lyrics. Employing machine learning, the researchers reconstructed garbled but distinctive audio of what participants were hearing. The study results were published on Tuesday in PLOS Biology. Okay. That's a journal. Sure. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Peloso. Plos. 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 Yeah, Yeah. it's one of my favorite periodicals. (laughs) Neuroscientists have worked for decades to decode what people are seeing, hearing, or thinking from brain activity alone. In 2012, a team that included the new study's senior author, cognitive neuroscientist Robert Knight of the University of California, Berkeley, became the first to successfully reconstruct audio recordings of words participants heard while wearing implanted electrodes. 
Others have since used similar techniques to reproduce recently viewed or imagined pictures from participants' brain scans, including human faces and landscape photographs. But the recent uh, PLOS biography paper by Knight and his colleagues is the first to suggest that scientists can eavesdrop on the brain to synthesize music. Quote, These are exciting findings on previous work to reconstruct plain speech from brain activity, says Shalee Jane, a neuroscientist at the University of California, San Francisco, who was not involved in the new study, now we're able to really dig into the brain and unearth the sustenance of sound. Yeah, anyway, the, the article goes on here, but it says here at the end that uh, several hurdles remain before we can put this technology in the hands or brains of patients. For one thing, the model relies on electronical re- electrical recordings taken directly from the surface of the brain. As brain recording techniques improve, it may be possible to gather this data without surgical implants, perhaps using ultra-sensitive electrodes attached to the scalp instead. The later technology can be employed to identify single letters that participants imagine in their head, but the process takes about 20 seconds per letter, nowhere near the speed of natural speech, which hurries by at around 125 words per minute. Hmm. So, I mean, this, this is all just in the early stages well, we can see where it's headed. What are those, uh, you know, we used to have a kid that went to Carroll's Creek that had one of those hearing aids that attached, like, it was like on his head. Oh, yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that not the same thing? <laughs> That's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, I, I have no idea what that was. I yeah. just knew that had something to, that was something with him hearing. Right, yeah. Because I remember I had him in, in children's church, and sometimes when. It'd pop off. Well, also, that too. I'd just be like, dude, you can't hear for the rest of the day. I'm not touching it. <laughs> well, it was held on by magnets, wasn't it? I it have no like, idea. I think it was. If it fell off, it just fell off. I acted like I didn't know. No, you could stick it back on. Okay. But... I was scared. <laughs> I didn't want to mess something up. Well, what I was going to say is sometimes when this kid was, uh, shall we say, not doing what he was supposed to do or what he was being asked to, if he yeah. didn't want to listen to you. He would just reach up and pull them down. <laughs> so. That's a power move, you know, if you're hearing impaired. Yeah. Just like, ah, no, I'm, not, I'm done I'm with not, this. I'm done. I'm, I'm not, not participating anymore. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's wild. The concern for me, and we're nowhere, well, as far as I can tell, we're nowhere near this. But right now, as you and I sit here, yeah, you know, the NSA – they can listen to us through our phones. They can look at anything we've got on our phones. Sure. No warrant. No. Nothing. Know, illegal search and seizure be danged. Thank you, Patriot Act. <laughs> yes. Yeah, appreciate signed it. In, signed in by President Bush. Yes, appreciate that, W. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> My point is, what happens when the government can just look into your head and see what you're thinking? I, that's where I will go to jail. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We talking about thought crime? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. say probably roughly 57% of my thoughts are illegal activities. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't act on them all the time, but yeah, pull out in front of me in traffic and I think about murdering you, you know, like just running you over. And then sometimes like just following you home and running you over in your driveway so your family can see it. <laughs> and they go, this is what he gets. <laughs> he pulled out in front of me. He did 30 miles per hour. I was doing 55. You know, it reminds me of an episode of the Twilight Zone. Do you ever see this episode where possibly there was a guy who was he flipped a coin into like a guy's 
donations box, uh-huh. and it landed on its side. I don't remember that. And he could hear people's thoughts. Like when that happened, he could hear people's thoughts. And he worked huh. at a bank, and uh-huh. he heard the thoughts of the security guard talking about, you know, every day I do this job, no one cares anything about me. But today, you know, when when everyone else leaves, I'm gonna I've got the keys. I'm gonna go into the vault. I'm gonna empty it, and then I'm just gonna get on a bus and head to Mexico. There you go. And no one will ever. No, they'll never even know until eight o'clock the next day. I'll be gone. By be then. gone. And so he runs to the police and he tells them what's what they're what he's gonna do. And the police come and investigate. And of course, there's no evidence. Yeah. And then the guy's like, "How did you know?" And he's like. He, he, he told us, he like, well, you're not going to believe me, but today, for some reason, I can hear people's thoughts. And he's like, well, I think that every day. I would never do it. <laughs> but I have that thought every day. <laughs> yeah. That's a good – I mean, clearly he was going to rob the bank. That's just your excuse. <laughs> I would never do it, man. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, I, I think we're getting a little too far with technology. I don't, I'm not trying to sound like Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Although, we could argue maybe he had a point. He, I think he went out about it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great point. Pure, ex, poor execution <laughs> to try to change people's minds. <laughs> Way poor. Um, is he dead? Yeah, he recently died. Okay. He? I don't know. I think so. I was like, we should try to do a jailhouse conversation with him for an <laughs> well, interview. You got, a, you got a Ouija board? <laughs> yeah, now it's going to be tough. No, you're real tough if he's dead. Um, yeah, I, I, with all the AI, and now we're messing with the brain, the Neuralink thing weirds me out that uh, your boy Elon's working on. Right. We might just need to, we might just need to call us. Let's stop. We're right here. Let's, let's not go any further than this. Here's the thing, though. I mean, that's just not going to happen. I know. People are just going to yeah. keep on. They don't care. Well, also, if you think that <laughs> this experiment is like the first thing, the CIA was doing this a long time ago. They mm-hmm. got all this technology. They're just now slowly dripping it out to the public. Right. Everybody knows that. So, yeah, they're already reading your thoughts. That's why when you think about dog food and you get on Facebook and there's a dog food thing. <laughs> It's not because they were listening in on your phone. Yeah. It's because they actually can read your thoughts. Because sometimes I won't say anything at all, and I'll get ads for stuff, mm-hmm. which was wild for a long time. I would get ads for, like, ladies' lingerie and everything. Because <laughs> that's what you were thinking about all the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess my phone can read my thoughts. Yeah. Um, that happens. So, anyways... That's scary. Let's cut it out. It's all fun and games when it's Pink Floyd. <laughs> it's the second when they show up at your house because you thought that the election might have been rigged and put you in jail. I believe what John's trying to say is, hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. We don't need no education. <laughs> We've been saying that in Alabama for years. We don't need no thought control. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so, cut it out. I don't even want any pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my meat. That's right. I always finish my meat. I would never not finish my meat. <laughs> but I don't care about your pudding. I don't care about your pudding, big brother. <laughs> 
which Thomas has to read 1984 this year. Oh, wow. And I was like, he got it during the summer because he's supposed to have it read before school started. Mm -hmm. And he got, he didn't, of course, but he got a lucky break because he doesn't have English till the second semester. So he started reading it the other day. And I was like, look, man, this is a great book. I love this book. I read it in high school, blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's pretty interesting. A lot of things that are talking about, <laughs> yeah, it's either happened or it's happening now when you read it. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to read a little bit. Then I'll get the spark notes, which is apparently like online cliff notes mm -hmm. for it. And he's like, and that's how I'll pass this. And I was like, well, you're missing out on a great book. And he was like, stop it, big brother. He's like, <laughs> I'll tell you what to do. I was like, okay, point taken. All right, well. The Toledo public school system recently informed a woman in Ohio she never actually graduated high school when she received her diploma in 2007. Hmm. Yeah. Victoria Tatum lost the hard copy of her diploma in a natural disaster, but said she still has a blurry picture of it from the graduation ceremony. She only learned it wasn't valid after trying to apply for some college classes. It's like a slap in the face for my mom and dad because she worked hard to get her kids to graduate. That was her one dying wish before she left this earth, Tatum said. Tatum said the school system claims it has no record stating she was part of any graduation ceremony. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So he, sh he said she said. <laughs> She's been Bob Lazard. <laughs> <laughs> she knew too much. <laughs> They did, however, have records showing she was half a credit short from graduation, which isn't good enough for any college, Tatum said, she's hoping to attend. Might I suggest community college? <laughs> I think they will take anybody, right? I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. They but, took me in. <laughs> say, I applied. <laughs> yeah, I got accepted to two separate community colleges. I forgot. I did take a couple of classes at Shelton down here. So, What about an online University. Oh, Trump, you? <laughs> Definitely. Sadly, yeah. I don't think it's in operation anymore. <laughs> that is the most legit of all universities. It's the Harvard of online universities. Trump, you. There's nobody better than Trump, you. Um, all right, so Tatum says, it's not my fault. I did nothing but come to school, learn, get my diploma, and go off to college to better myself, Tatum said. I want to continue to better myself, but they're holding me back, and I don't appreciate that. I don't, and I need them to fix that. She said the school district suggested Tatum get her GED, but she does not think that's fair. Tatum is hoping this can somehow get resolved soon, soon as she wants to move on with her life. So, hmm. so how old is she? Um, well, she graduated in 2007. So say she was 18 then. Yeah. That was 16 years ago. Wow. Was 18 plus 16. What's well, 36 minus 2? 34. That's how I do math in my head. I'm the most ridiculous person when I do math in my head. So I'm just thinking they, so look, why don't you just give her the diploma? Because she didn't earn it, Tiny. All right. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're going to be drinking Bud Light with Kid Rock with that kind of attitude. <laughs> well, maybe this lady didn't earn her diploma. <laughs> just. It's what half credit. There's yes. There's nothing more sacred than a high school diploma. <laughs> You're really going to make that lady take a half a semester yeah. and like come to school and sit in on my health class. 
Probably. <laughs> she, what, she'd be like Billy Madison. <laughs> what if she goes back to school and they're like, you know, ooh, <laughs> we're, we're going to. Usually we start teaching gender ideology when they're young. <laughs> we got to really wrap her up. <laughs> She's going to be a tough egg to crack. Put her on the accelerated plan. <laughs> start pumping her full of hormones. <laughs> Give her a Bud Light. Cut off her boobs. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't really know what you do with this. She says she has an old picture of it. That's not proof that you graduated high school, though. No. Like, if it's blurry and I can't read your name and anything, or they just gave you a dummy diploma because you showed up to graduation. This is why I'm not a superintendent. But if I was superintendent, this was 16 years ago. Yeah. I think I would just ask. Some of her class. Hey, did she graduate? Y'all know she graduated. Her teachers. Hey, did she graduate? Do you remember her being at graduation? I, I I don't really know. Like maybe it was like not a diploma, but like a certificate of learning or something. Uh, you know. And all this time she assumed it was a diploma, and now it's gone. And she's like, she knows she didn't get them two credit or that half credit or whatever it was. But she's trying to get. And she's trying to get one over on them. Yeah. That could be the case. Because, I mean, that just, wow, that just, a high school diploma really, really opens up doors. It sure does. <laughs> I would like to address that, by the way. <laughs> My son is a senior in high school this year. All right. Hopefully he graduates. I have no reason to think he won't graduate. He's a great student. But I don't understand the people who, like, go all out for their kids high school graduation mm-hmm. you know i mean like I, I was thinking about it because last year you know i gotta have all my friends or their daughter's a senior or whatever they're throwing these big huge parties for them you know the whole family and it's coming in and it was like like graduating really high school yeah, i'm like that's like the bare minimum y'all <laughs> like should we be this excited for it i think for some for me, I mean, that's like the one time I graduated. Yeah, I got so, you. I got <laughs> so you. So go all out. No, that's that makes sense. I mean, maybe it is more of an end of maybe end it's of more childhood. Kind of like a, yeah, a, more of a rite of passage. Maybe that's kind of the deal. I don't know. We ain't going all out for Thomas. I mean, we might when he graduates college. Mm-hmm. If he graduates college, I mean, he wants to go to college, and I assume that he will. But he may change his mind and want to work at the record store his whole life. That's <laughs> right. fine, you yeah. know, like. I don't care what my kids do as long as they're doing something honest. I don't want them out there trafficking children and selling drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if they don't want to go to school, that's fine with me. Be cheaper for me. What if your kids weren't making an honest living per se, but really, really, really good at it? <laughs> <laughs> like if Hudson becomes like a drug king like El Chapo. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think his parents are disappointed in what he did. On one hand, you got to be like, you built a business empire. Right. You know, like you've done a great thing here. We're a little disappointed in all the murdering. <laughs> if we're being honest. But dad, I didn't do that. I have people for that. I feel like we could do this job without the murdering. Like, let's use our people skills <laughs> and not murder people. Yeah. I don't think I've gone soft. <laughs> I'm going to have people coming for my title. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. You've done enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how. I, I would probably be like, look, I, this is wrong. You can't be a drug king, Ben. 
you know, this is against not only man's law, but God's law. You're doing a lot of wrong stuff here, okay? Let's pay off mom and daddy's house and get out of here. <laughs> All right, let's just walk away. Yeah. Let's figure out a plan. Yeah. Keep everything you got. We'll just figure out what to do going forward from here. I think my response would be like, okay, I'm not an expert. Clearly, you know more about this than I do. <laughs> but I do feel like this job that you're currently doing has an expiration date. Yes. <laughs> and it's short. <laughs> Something tells me before you got to where you were at, somebody else was there and you took their spot. It probably wasn't friendly. And you would be a fool (laughs) to think young bucks aren't going to be coming up behind you and coming for your spot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. But hopefully none of my kids will go that route. I could see Hudson doing it, (laughs) (laughs) attempting it. But I also could see him just being like, this is too much work for me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, John, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about the weird lights and people complaining about being harassed by said weird lights in Peru? I have not. I've heard just a little bit about it. And but I want to let you know that uh, there's a perfectly logical explanation for this. Okay. Okay. Illegal miners with jetpacks. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well. (laughs) This next story comes from Vice. The headline, quote, flying aliens harassing village in Peru are actually illegal miners with jetpacks, cops say. Okay. (laughs) Well, the police always tell the truth. Uh, The mysterious attacks began on July 11th, quote, strange beings, locals said, visiting an an isolated indigenous community in rural Peru at night, harassing its inhabitants and attempting to kidnap a 15-year-old girl. Uh, These gentlemen are aliens. They seem armored like the Green Goblin from (laughs) Spider-Man. I have shot one twice and it didn't fall. Instead, it elevated and disappeared. Yaro Radigo Avila, a local leader of the indigenous Akitu group living in the northwestern Minas province, told Peruvian radio station RPP Noticias. I think that's what this is. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Quote, we're frightened by what is happening in the community. Well, I mean, if, if my community was being attacked by Green Goblin, I would be concerned too. Yeah. Listen to what he says here. Quote, their color is silver. Their shoes are round in shape, and with those, they rise up. They float one meter high and have a red light on their heel. Their heads are long, their mask is long, and their eyes are sort of yellowish. News of the alleged extraterrestrial attackers quickly spread online as believers, skeptics, and internet sleuths around the world analyzed grainy videos posted by members of the Akitu community. The reported sightings came on the heels of U.S. congressional hearings about unidentified aerial phenomena that ignited a global conversation about the possibility of extraterrestrial life visiting Earth. Members of the Peruvian Navy and police traveled to the isolated community, which is located 10 hours by boat from the Minas provincial capital in Iquitos, to investigate the strange disturbances in early August. Last week, authorities announced that they believed the perpetrators were m- members of of illegal gold gold mining gangs from Colombia and Brazil using advanced flying technology to terrorize the community, according to RPP. Uh, no, no, that's the radio station. (laughs) (laughs) 
Carlos Quintilla, the lead investigator in the case, said that 80% of illegal gold dredging in the region is located in the Nane River Basin, where the Akitu community is located. Oh, so we're not talking about minor miners. <laughs> no. We're talking, we're talking about, about minor miners. We're talking about the ones <laughs> that we wish politicians would look out for. No, oh, oh. <laughs> not the ones they're looking for. Not the ones on an island somewhere. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Oh, mate, I was confused when they tried to kidnap a child. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they have the miners working to get other miners. I got you. Yeah. Miners uh, kidnapping miners. Yes. A minor on minor crime. <laughs> One of the key pieces of the investigation was related to an attempted kidnapping of a 15-year-old girl on July 29th. Uh, Christian Caleb Pasilla, a local teacher who witnessed the attack, said that they were using state-of-the-art technology like thrusters that allow people to fly. He said that after look after looking the device up on Google, he believes that they are jetpacks. Authorities have not made any arrests related to the attacks, nor named the alleged assailants or their organization directly. However, the prosecutor's office claimed that they had destroyed 110 dredging operations and 10 illegal mining camps in the area already in 2023. Hmm. So what do you think about people flying around on jetpacks harassing the locals well, in Peru? I like that Peru has a second amendment because the dude said he shot one of them. <laughs> right. But it didn't do anything. Didn't do anything to him. A little scary. Of course, Miners are tough, you know. They work underground all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm skeptical of all the alien talk that's happening. You know, like right. forever, I've been like, I'm all on board. Aliens are real, and now they're talking about it. <laughs> and now that they're coming out, I'm like, starting to talk about it. Like, like this is all fake. Right? This is clearly all fake. That's how my brain works. So this is more fake stuff. To me, in my in my like this being in Peru, I just get the sense that there's a huge cultural and yeah. language barrier here. More like, likely, if we were there and we could speak the language, maybe we could kind of figure out more about what's going on. Sure, but it seems it seems absurd that aliens would be flying around yeah. trying to kidnap people. Right, it seems. Not quite as ridiculous, but almost as ridiculous that miners are using jetpacks to do the same thing. Well, you see what I'm saying? And in Peru, like where the Andes are and like all the native tribes are up there, like chewing cocaine leaves, coca leaves and <laughs> right. stuff, you know, yeah, they kind of just all be hopped up and it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. like ball lightning or something. They're like, Aliens are kidnapping our kids. They're just geeked out of their head. So yeah, like it, it said here that you know there was a alleged kidnapping, and then there was a teacher who saw it. But I mean, when, and I understand that this is a minor, a minor minor. <laughs> this is like a, a a person who is not of age yet, right? But did I mean who who was it? Like yeah, what happened? I'd like to hear their statements because of course, I mean, uh, in, in this Vice article, it's just a teacher saw it happen. Yeah, hey these. Right. <laughs> These flying jetpack green goblin guys tried to take a girl. Yeah. Well, maybe Peruvian special forces are developing some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think they, excuse me, I think they've been working on like an Iron Man suit for our military for a long time. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they can do all this. I saw this thing on, 
think it was National Geographic. It was a suit that they said that the Navy could potentially use to board other ships. Seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think you only had something like twenty minutes of flight yeah. time, but they said that if you if your ship got close enough, then it was easy to just kind of right jump you know, on up, hover over there, and get on there. It's great for pirates, you know. <laughs> yes. The Somali pirates are about to have a big come up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm skeptical as well. Uh, it just like you said, it, it, if if all this is true, why now? Yeah, you know, right? Exactly. They've been keeping it quiet for forever, and now all of a sudden, it's just like every week it's a UFO thing, mm-hmm. or a, what is it called? UPA UAP UAP. Yeah, or flying men on jetpacks, green goblins, whatever. It's all fishy. It just seems fishy to me. Something is it just to distract us from Hunter Biden? <laughs> it well, it's, that certainly could be. It could definitely could be. Sure, right. I, it was funny that the congressional hearing that they mentioned that happened on the exact same day that he oh, was yeah. in court having his his sweetheart deal turned down by the judge. Yes. Um. You know they indicted Trump again, right? Of course. Yeah, which is great. It's finally, I don't care. Put him in jail. I don't really care. I think it's wild that they're just like, they keep indicting him. They're like, well, he said the election was wrong and he didn't want Mike Pence to certify it or whatever. And to me, I'm like, is that really a crime to go? We're going to find out. Because it's going to go to court. When Al Gore and George Bush, you know, had their deal with the hanging chads in Florida, I remember everybody being like, yeah, it's all rigged. Everybody knows this is rigged. That's the only reason W is the president, mm-hmm. you know, which, of course, is true because that's how they got the Patriot Act passed. Bush did 9-11. We all know these things. <laughs> and he had to be president. OK, it right. was rigged. Of course, it was rigged. But can they put me in jail for saying that? It seems wrong if they can. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Which is super scary. Yeah. Yeah, it is super scary. <laughs> like, I don't care about Trump, but this seems really weird that now it's just like, now we got to forever. Every election I remember as an adult, somebody's been like, yeah, it's rigged, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, politicians have said that. None of that doesn't happen to them. Why is it happening now? Well, I remember when when Trump won in twenty sixteen. We spent four years. Oh yeah, hearing about how the election yeah, the, was stolen. <laughs> it was hacked by the Russians. Yeah, the Russians did the it. Russians all. interfered in sure. the ele- elections, and Donald Trump is not a legitimate. They had a the dossier that said it. Yes, that all of them knew was fake, mm-hmm. and they still got on the news and were like, "The Russians did all this." Right. Yeah, and nobody cares. Nobody well, thought that was weird <laughs> or anything. And now that those same people are like, oh, we got to put Trump in jail for saying the election was real. Because well, if we don't, he might win re-election. Is that, I, that's what it feels like <laughs> that's it all what is. what it feels like. Which yeah. is, should be scary to everyone. Right. You know? And look, I'm not the biggest fan. Well, as far as entertainment. Oh, <laughs> I think he's Donald the Trump greatest. Great. He's so funny. <laughs> he is the funniest dude. <laughs> that said... I'm not super excited about him running. No. But, yeah, like a lot of these indictments, they seem like a lot of they, – yeah. they seem ridiculous. To also, me. why are we waiting until right now to indict him? Yeah, why didn't why didn't they indict him two years ago? Yeah, or a year ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is it – you know, I know the wheels of justice turn slow or whatever, but to indict somebody is not that big a deal from what I understand. So – you just got to have the evidence presented to a grand jury, right? 
And I can't help but think of, and this is my nerd side coming out, but Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, yeah? in Star Wars when he told Darth Vader, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful. <laughs> he, he's gone up in the polls with Whoa. every indictment. <laughs> I know. And they said in Georgia they were going to take his mug shot, right? <laughs> I think, you know what? I think people on the right would love that. Do you know it how many t-shirts? t-shirts immediately? Yes, flags, <laughs> everything. I don't understand it, but whatever. Um, anyways, aliens are fake now. They were real my whole <laughs> life. They're now fake. That's all everybody needs to know. <laughs> And that's how conspiracies work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to put Trump in jail to keep him from running for president. And nobody cares because everybody's like, Trump's an idiot. He doesn't need to be president. I agree with that, but they don't need to put him in jail. That's ridiculous. All right. That's enough of that for the NSA starts knocking on our doors. (laughs) They already know what we're thinking. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Tiny. Um. Let's go to let's do a heartwarming story here. Okay, I could use one. Actually, let's save that one for last. Crap. Let's do a. <laughs> this may be heartwarming for you as someone <laughs> who's had a few stepfathers in their life. Okay. Um, how a marine vet killed his stepfather with an atomic wedgie. Oh, He's living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> United States Marines learn their own unique combatives in the process of becoming Marines, but the atomic wedgie is a move many of us pick up in our youth. It turns out that this, the most fearsome and humiliating of all wedgies, can be just as deadly as any other martial arts move. On December 21st, 2013, Marine Corps veteran Brad Lee Davis, that's Brad Lee Davis. Okay. Not Bradley Davis. I got you. Bradley learned this disturbing fact the hard way, or at least his stepfather did, during a fight with 58-year-old Denver Lee St. Clair, Davis picked the older man up by his underwear and then pulled the undergarments elastic band all the way up over St. Clair's head. Unfortunately, the move killed St. Clair, which would lead to both a first-degree murder charge for Davis and a study by the National Institutes of Health's first-ever study on wedgies. How did it kill him? Davis told the police that uh, he never intended to kill his stepfather. Uh, The man was just trying to embarrass him, and an atomic wedgie is just what the doctor ordered when you want to punish and humiliate. I mean, I can't disagree with that. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Authorities at the time said the two men were spending the night in Denver Lee St. Clair's trailer. While I'm not surprised that it's in a trailer <laughs> that this occurred. In a, we don't have too many people dying of atomic wedges in Bell Mead. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. But I have yet to hear about one or read about one on the Facebook page. I mean, it, it might happen if any of my old stepdads come to visit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh, all right. So the two men intended to go visit her mama in the hospital, or his mama, his the and the dude's wife, uh-huh. uh, early the next morning. But they stayed up late talking. Eventually, Saint Clair began insulting Davis's mother. Can't be talking about mama, right? Right. 
The Marine Corps veteran told his stepfather that he was a bully and things turned physical. Davis said his stepfather got up and tried to punch him, but the trained Marine easily overcame his stepfather's attack, leading to the older leaving the older man on the floor. And that's when Davis decided to add insult to injury. While St. Clair was still on the ground, Davis pulled up the old man's underwear into a traditional wedgie. <laughs> And then went an extra mile, pulling the elastic band of the underwear up over the man's head. He then took a photo of the incident. Somehow, however, evidence. Yes. (laughs) Somehow, however, the band made its way around St. Clair's neck, cutting off his air supply and effectively strangling him. Um, When the police arrived, St. Clair was dead and Davis was taken into custody. The prosecution believed that things were more than they seemed, believing some of St. Clair's wounds before the wedgie would have killed him anyway. They charged Davis with first-degree murder and labeled him the atomic wedgie killer. (laughs) Prosecutors went on to allege that Davis doctored the crime scene before the investigators arrived, making it look like the wedgie killed St. Clair, and the two had come to blows during a family argument. Davis wanted to plead not guilty because he was acting in self-defense, but the evidence against him was strong. In the end, he pled guilt for a lesser charge of first-degree manslaughter, which carried a four-year prison sentence. Um, But the judge believed he had acted with much more malice than four years would warrant and threw the book at him. Uh, In 2015, he was sentenced to 30 years. Uh, The National Institute of Health conducted the entire literature review around the world's previous studies of wedgie-related trauma. Their studies? I guess so. In wedgie-related trauma? Wow. <laughs> this is a really long story. Uh, a popular... Oh, no, it goes on to... An, oh, that was the end of the story. Dang. Oh, okay. The next story is Five Ways the Marine Corps Ruined the Great Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I mean, you. At some point, you're like, Look, just send me the link, yeah, <laughs> the fishing <right>. link. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, did the atomic wedgie kill him, or did he kill him? And then he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it look like, I'm gonna this. make it look like he died yeah. from a wedgie." That's what so I was saying. So maybe the. The cops will think it's so funny right. that they'll have pity on me. It's like, oh, dude, man, could have happened to any of us. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Like, the him doctoring the crime scene seems to place a lot of guilt on mm-hmm. him. Like, he knew something was up. And it said in that article that the elastic band was around his wind, windpipe. Yeah. But then later on, they were saying that some of the wounds that could have, he probably would have yeah. died anyways. So maybe he like choked him. Maybe. And then he tried to make it look like it was the underwear. And that, that could be true. It. Yeah. Okay. Or he just whooped him so bad. And he's like a 58 year old man. <laughs> right. They're like, he would have died. You broke like 15 ribs or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't even know if we have 15 ribs, but yeah. So yeah. Um, be careful when you're giving wedgies, people. <laughs> I love to give a good wedgie. I haven't done one to the boys in a while. I need to get them because it's been years. Neither one of them be suspecting it. <laughs> Hudson walks around in his underwear all the time. <laughs> I'm going to get him good. I'm so glad I just read this. <laughs> he's getting to where he fights back, though. I, he's not as fun. 
Uh, Thomas is scared. I can just like move my hand fast around Thomas. He just ducks. <laughs> He's been traumatized his whole life. Okay. Well, for my next story here, my headline, the headline, Calhoun County Correctional Officer Arrested and Fired. What do you think he was doing that got him arrested and fired? Uh, well, first of all, is this Calhoun County, Alabama? Yes. Okay. Right here. Uh, selling uh, like drugs out of the evidence locker. Okay, that that's a good guess. Let me. He was stealing something. Catalytic converters. Nope. Oh dang. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two guesses. I don't know. Uh, he stole a weapon. He was stealing Pokemon cards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've warned about the dangers of Pokemon <laughs> on this podcast for what five years now. Yes. This is what happens. <laughs> now it's infecting uh, our, our our boys in the blue. <laughs> yes. The thin Pikachu line. He's been he's been he's been conditioned to believe that he has to get them all. That's right. <laughs> that's what they do to you. Yes. Oh, that's what all that stuff does. A Calhoun County correctional officer was arrested Saturday after he was caught stealing Pokemon cards while in uniform. <laughs> he had his uniform <laughs> he had on. His uniform on. <laughs> he just showed up, prepare for trouble, and make it double. <laughs> I don't get that reference, but I'm sure it's funny to people who do. <laughs> that's, a, that's Team Rocket. Okay. <laughs> that was their introduction every episode. They were the bad guys. <laughs> After completing his shift Saturday night, Officer Josh Hardy left the the Calhoun County Jail and proceeded to Walmart, according to the Calhoun County Sheriff's Office. While there, Walmart's Loss Prevention Division witnessed Hardy remove several Pokemon cards from their packets, placing them inside his pockets. Oh, so he was opening up packets trying to get the... He was finding the ones he needed. He was getting the holograms. Okay. And then sliding them in his pocket. Man. Walmart employees confronted Hardy as he attempted to leave without paying, after which he fled the store on foot. <laughs> oh, he took off running? It's like, who are you going to call? <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> I bet she was like, look, one of us has a gun. <laughs> I'm going to go out this door because I have a gun. <laughs> Oxford police located Hardy at a nearby restaurant where he was arrested, taken to Oxford City Jail, and then charged with theft. Oh, man. <laughs> you know the boys are giving him a hard time. <laughs> How funny would it be if they forced him to take his mugshot like in a Pikachu onesie? <laughs> Make him dress like that kid with the ball cap, the old white <laughs> yeah, and red ball cap? Yes. <laughs> uh, quote, it is with great embarrassment, there's an understatement, that we have to report this incident. And Hardy has been terminated from the Calhoun County Sheriff's Office, said Sheriff Matthew Wade. He has tarnished our agency and the image of all law enforcement. As sheriff, I promise to be transparent and hold myself accountable to a higher standard than average citizens. There we go. That's what you want a sheriff <laughs> to do. Yeah. Um, do you think this guy has a Facebook Maybe. I bet he don't anymore. He shut it down. Uh, I don't I don't know. Like, how do you have a conversation with your loved ones? Like if he's married or his parents or his girlfriend and go, 
hey, I lost my job. <laughs> and they're like, why? Did, did you like beat up a robbery suspect or something? <sighs> Look, you know how I like Pokemon. <laughs> I was just went by the store. I don't know what came over me. I just took a few cards, and they're like, you got fired for stealing Pokemon cards. <laughs> you threw away a career with great benefits. Yeah. I mean, except for the possibility of dying every day. That's a bad benefit of a, being a, right. a, a law officer. But I think with something like this, you just have to, I mean, what? there's nothing you can say yeah. that's going to make this better. No. You just have to come out and say, I was doing something really stupid. There's yeah. no reason I should have been doing this. Right. I understand if you never want to see me again, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think as far as you just got to get out in front of it and own it. It's like, look, yeah. I am a complete idiot. <laughs> you knew this when you yeah. married me. <laughs> I'm, there's nothing I can say that will make this better. I am just an idiot. I made a huge mistake. And... If you leave me, I understand. <laughs> they didn't even let me keep my Charizard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they took the cards back. <laughs> Surely he got rid of the evidence on the way to the restaurant. The cops probably walked in and were like, hey, bud, were you stealing cards? And I'm no, no, of course. I will. <laughs> what? They said something about that. I just told them they were wrong and left. I was weird. They're like, well, we got you on video putting them in your pocket. In my brain... He was at a Denny's and he was playing like he was battling other Pokemon card people at the Denny's when they busted him. <laughs> they all have, a, have their cards laid out or whatever. Yes. <laughs> like they're at IHOP and they ordered like the nonstop sure. pancakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just hanging out, playing a little Pokemon. And playing Pokemon cards. Huh. Yeah, that's wild. I and he's like the only guy who's like over you know 15, 16 years old. <laughs> a bunch of like kids, a bunch with of teenagers, green hair, all that. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, I feel bad for this dude. You threw away. You know, I'm sure he'll get hired on like the next town over or whatever because right. every police department in the world or sheriff's department is shorthanded right now. Or, or maybe the next, like a Walmart. Sure. <laughs> I don't, uh, I've heard there's a lot of money in Pokemon cards. Apparently there is. Like Jake Paul, I buy one that's like $8 million or whatever, and then it turned out to be fake. But you, I was about to say, you got to, you got to be like in the Pokemon world to yeah. know, like right. like me or you, we can't just go and, and yeah, if I a, just go buy a card, I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah, worth anything. Just go get a Beckett, yeah, and and, and Bryce got it, <laughs> yes, and and I'm assuming I have no idea, but I'm assuming that the cards that are worth a lot are rare. Those are the rated rookies, yeah. <laughs> So uh, the Beckett reference was great, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. No, one, I mean, there's people, there are men in our age group <laughs> that are the only ones who understood that. Everyone else out there is Googling what is Beckett right now. <laughs> That's great. I love it when things like that happen. There's a Twitter account called Fesshole. Have you ever heard of this? What what did you? It's what? called <laughs> it's called Fesshole. Okay, all and right. It's, it's this thing where people confess things anonymously. Oh, okay. To Twitter, sure. I, I saw one today where where a guy said that he was mad at his girlfriend because she plays Magic the Gathering all the time, 
And so he ripped up all of her cards. Oh, wow. And threw them away. And come to find out, they're like out of print, like early gen cards. Like they were worth thousands of dollars. And she thinks they're just lost and she's trying to find them. <laughs> and, and, and he's hoping Buddy, she don't find out. <laughs> I want to. I would like to have an open and honest conversation with all the fest hole users. <laughs> all right, right now, and I want y'all to pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm saying it to you out of love. Never admit this stuff. <laughs> Take it to the grave with you. Never say it out loud. You're going to end up getting busted. You don't think his girlfriend's going to find the fess hole post that he made and put two and two together? I don't know. Probably. She may listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can see us having some Magic the Gathering people listening here. I would love that. <laughs> I don't get Magic the Gathering. I don't get Pokemon. I don't get any of that. I did collect baseball cards. <laughs> back in the 90s. Yeah, back when Me they too. Were, Back before they, when they were worth money, uh-huh. you know, and you'd be like super excited because you got a Gary Sheffield rated rookie or something. Yeah. I remember I had a Topps uh, Jose Canseco rookie card. Nice. And at the time, it was worth $7. I just got it out of a pack. Yeah. And my dad, I remember he, uh, he was coming across it, and when he saw that, he was all in. He was like, "Oh, seven This is where it's at. The thing. Yeah, yeah. My dad, I think, still collects baseball cards. Nice. You know, and he he enjoys them. I, of course, I kind of just got out of it when mm-hmm. I m- really moved out of home. But uh, I've had friends that are huge into it still. Shout out to my buddy. Jonathan, who it was our Facebook friend anniversary the other day. I didn't like <laughs> share the post because that's lame. But uh, my it was an autographed picture of Jose Canseco, Mister Forty Forty Club, that came up as our photo that linked us together. So nice, yeah. Um, all right. Well, you chase Pokemon's, and some people chase their dreams, right? Right. What did you want to be when you were a young man, Tiny? Oh, you know, <laughs> growing up in a white trash household, sure. Truth be told, I don't think I ever really had grand. Okay, like I never really thought about it a whole lot. I wanted to be an astronaut. We've talked about it. My parents denied me that right by not sending me to space camp. <laughs> <laughs> I hold it against them to this day. I could have been in space, but. A Tampa woman fulfills her childhood dream of becoming a stripper, just like her mom. I mean, that's a, a I feel like that's a relatively attainable dream. Yeah. Like I, maybe you should dream a little more. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't. I think the barrier of entry into the stripper world is pretty low. You know, <laughs> basically, you just have to be willing to take yeah, off your clothes right. in front of strangers and a female. There's not too many male strippers. No, male strippers look I was say, good. I, I think that is a tough business yeah. to get into if you're a man. Yeah, right. Me and you are going to be <laughs> no. not at this stage in life. There was a time when you had the long hair and the leather jacket. <laughs> oh, come on, Tiny. <laughs> Riding on your motorcycle and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been a hit. <laughs> but. Now I don't think I could I could make it. There are forty six year old female strippers a county away from us right now. Right. Yeah. 
and people Probably go and see them. making almost as much money as they made sure. when they were in their 20s. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably making more money than I make in a year, too. Probably. Yes. Most of it tax-free because it's all cash. But whatever. I won't get into that. I'm glad they're cheating the government. <laughs> I mean, we, it's not like we expect the government to be responsible for that extra tax money. <laughs> right, yes. That stripper. They're just going to give it to Ukraine. I was going to say, that stripper hanging on to the cash is probably going to be a better steward yes. of that money. She's reinvesting in her community. <laughs> She's reinvesting her community. She's shopping at Dollar General. She's helping provide jobs for people. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Sabrina Verlise of Tampa, Florida, had a dream when she was just 14. Her mom, a for- former exotic dancer, gave her some of her old costumes to try on. Oh, no. I hope they were dry cleaned first. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Need to dry clean those. Look, this is the one I was wearing the night you were conceived. <laughs> That's when uh, the Tampa woman knew she wanted to follow in her mom's footsteps. Those would be high heels (laughs) and enter into the family business. Six years later, at the age of 20, as she told MSN, she bought a pole, a pair of pleaser heels and two dancer outfits. After practicing for two days straight, she auditioned at a club in Clearwater, Florida. Her audition became her first night's work, and she took home $300. Not bad for a night of work. <laughs> I mean, that's more than you're going to make waiting tables. No. Well, Not listen. that you should do that. I'm just saying. Now 23, Sabrina works 10 to 25 hours a week on the pole, on the stage, and in the private rooms, making up to $10,000 a night. Here's, uh, oh, well, there's a video Showing off of her <laughs> week's work. It's her counting cash, though. It's not what you think oh, it is. Okay. She made $900 on Sunday, $1,100 on Tuesday, $1,250 on Thursday. Lady, don't put that on the internet. Yeah, you're going to get robbed. <laughs> 1020 just... on Friday must have been a slow weekend. <laughs> and Saturday, 2400 bucks. They rebounded. Probably like a game or something was going on Friday night. Took some people out of the club. Her mom, Sherry, danced in clubs in Pennsylvania in the 90s, but had to give up the profession two years before Sabrina was born due to a car accident. Mom told Sabrina about all her cool adventures and as an exotic dancer. I can't see myself having those conversations with my kid if I'm her. Cool adventures. Yeah. I don't know that. I mean, everyone has a different moral code. That's true. I just don't. I'm, I'm open. I'm honest with my kids. But I'm not forthcoming with my kids. If Hudson, which he has, is like, hey, Dad, have you ever smoked pot? I'm honest with him about it, about the experiences I've had and why I think he shouldn't mess with it until he's a responsible adult, you know? Anyways, I wouldn't be just leading with that. Hey, buddy, let me tell you about this time. <laughs> we used to smoke dope, you know? Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, Oh, so when Sabrina got to try on the outfit, she was hooked. Um, so how did she learn how to work the men and get the big tips? You <laughs> Men are not that difficult no. to work. <laughs> YouTube is what she did. <laughs> That's how I learned how to fix my dryer. <laughs> and I learned how to make tips. Anyway, um, Sabrina's salary pays the bills, allowing her to afford a two-bedroom apartment and a fully paid-off 
Volkswagen Passat. <laughs> okay. It's expensive in Tampa. You need a box full of cash if you're going to make rent. Um, she gets some strange requests, and people will at times overstep boundaries, but the money she posted is too good to leave. Um, so the Miami, Florida woman learned why you should always read the prime print when she started dancing uh, because uh, she uh, – hold on. Oh, I skipped a paragraph. Uh, I've never seen that much cash on the floor. That's insane. Uh as far as uh, – this is weird. Oh, this guy's writing like in first person and then talking to her, mm-hmm. and there's no quotes. Um, all right, I'm done. This is too confusing. <laughs> I've gotten confused. Um, I'm good for this slut, okay? <laughs> We're proud. I'm proud for her to be doing this. <laughs> I question her mom. And also, I would think in a market like Tampa, you know, they probably have, it's probably harder to get on than it is in Inslee, Alabama, or Jasper, or wherever else. Or Exit 6. Sure. You <laughs> talking, Tennessee, Alabama you talking the Booby Bungalow? <laughs> yes. World famous Booby Bungalow. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's probably a little harder in Tampa to get on. But I don't – it seems like there's a lot of pitfalls that could happen to your child if they went into exotic dancing. So maybe you shouldn't recommend it as a career. Mm-hmm. That's just my thinking as a Southern Baptist father. Right. You know, let's not do that because too much wrong could happen. You know, drug habits, getting sexually I assaulted. I terrible people yeah. for trying to – Steer youth into such horrible <laughs> careers as being a doctor or yeah, a scientist. Right. Be a scientist or something. <laughs> but, yeah. At, look, look. You do you, but if you're a, a kid, yeah. maybe you should dream a little. If your dream is to be a stripper, that's not, you should dream a little bigger. Definitely. That's ex- <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And mom, I think you know. Of course, she's making good money now. But in Tampa, you're not going to be a 46-year-old stripper. So That's when you go to exit six. <laughs> sure. That's when you move up to Walker County <laughs> or somewhere like that and ride out the senior circuit around here. Get on the senior tour. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I've been to many strip clubs in my life and I got to a point to where it was just like, this is weird, you know, (laughs) like this is just commerce and it's not even that I like, I feel sorry that someone's like the best way for me to make money is to take my clothes off (laughs) and have a bunch of horny weirdos stuff dollar bills in my butt crack, (laughs) you know, that's just, I mean, I'm all for female empowerment. I, I want them to be able to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. We're for female empowerment. Yeah. That's why we want them gyrating on the floor <laughs> naked. A bunch well, of weird, old, perverted dudes yeah. throw money at them. Because we're for female empowerment. Well, I mean, yeah. I think a female should have every right 
to do all of that if that's what she chooses to do, you know. I don't know that, and this is just my thinking, you know, and I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> I don't know that all of them are like doing it as their childhood dream, like Miss Sabrina here. <laughs> right. I think a lot of them have been you know, like, I'm out of all options and I have to pay rent and my kid needs new school clothes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's where they end up. And that's fine. I mean, I'm sure they're just like, like I said, they're probably, it's like commerce to them. It's just like getting tips when you're waiting tables, you know? I, I don't care if you're having a good night or not. I just want you to give me 10 bucks at the end of this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't want my daughter to strip. I'll say that much. <laughs> Ever. It's weird. It's very weird. It's weird that you can make a living. I mean, I understand that, like, yeah. you know, that, but I guess it's a shame yeah. that there are men are lonely and desperate enough to go out with a wad of cash and just throw it at naked girls. Look, I will to my to my lonely guys out there, to the incels of the world. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. There's there's a woman out there for you, I promise. It ain't that hard. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been out of the game for a while, but you're not going to, not everybody's going to get Kelly Kapowski. You got to, that's the first thing you got to understand. Not everybody's getting Kelly Kapowski. You need to get the hottest girl you can get. And that's all, that's all we can do. Right. Oh, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So there's a lady with a little mustache out there that'll sleep with you. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay. And you're a man, you can get beyond that. It's going to tickle a little bit when you start kissing. <laughs> you can get beyond that. I know you can. So stop spending your money on OnlyFans and go ask the lady at the convenience store out, you know? And that's my, always my plan. If Dieter leaves me, you know, right. there's a lady down here at the Chevron. She ain't, she's missing a tooth or two, but buddy, she thinks I'm the nicest dude in the world. She perks up when I walk in there. So me and her be going out to dinner. All right. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I got options. Okay. If all my DMs to Kelly Kapowski don't work, she's still they likely won't. If she'll just read one of them, <laughs> I'll get her in. I'm great with a written word. I'm great with it. Speaking of written word, let's talk about Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice you also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing, and you can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, 
South's Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wiggly down on Lurling Wallace, and the other one in Taylorville on 69 South. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. We don't have any voicemails and we don't have any questions, but we did get some. We did get an internet website submission. Oh, okay. It was uh, a. That's from EarthOddity.net, right? EarthOddity.net. Okay. There's a submission form. Sure. You can ask your questions. You can just comments. You can just. Yeah. You know. You do whatever you want to do. This is some feedback on the Josie Wales in the. Dead Perfect. song. I hadn't even thought about it again since last <laughs> week. Uh, this comes from Mr. Puts His Foot In It Again. <laughs> and he says, uh, hello, John. I feel a bit silly now, not for the first time, so I'll survive. It says, so go somewhere else and continue your cream puff war. There is no mention of Josie Wells. I have no idea where that came from. I had a whole scenario in my head. Maybe I took too much one time and it just got burned into my mind. My goodness. Thank you, John, for the knowledge. Well, I'll say this. I have always had the philosophy that the lyrics are whatever you think they are. You know? (laughs) Like, I'll sing a song wrong and people are like, those are wrong words. I'm like, I don't care. This is what I think the words are. I like to sing on purpose, like wrong on purpose. Oh, yeah. Because it drives Tara over the wall. <laughs> she hates it. And that's why I do it. The so. loves to correct me. <laughs> um, which surprisingly, one time, um, Can You Take Me Higher by Damn Yankees. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that song. Not, not by Creed. No. <laughs> Is in what the name? Of, anyways, Deidre knows all the words of that song one time and sang it like an angel when we were on a family vacation. Just came on the classic rock stadium mm-hmm. station, blew my brain away. I was like, I I didn't even know you knew anything about Ted Nugent, and she was like, <laughs> Who's Ted Nugent? I was like, He's the guy who plays the guitar on this song. She's like, I don't, I don't know. I just it, we used to make out to it in eighth grade. And I was like, Yeah, okay, makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. Also, uh, I don't fault you for having a false memory because human memory is weird. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. Have you ever had something like that where you just you could remember something so clearly and it's just not the case? There have been things that I have brought up to people like, hey, you remember when you and I did X, Y, Z? And they're like, that never happened. (laughs) I'm like, no, I know it happened. You were there, remember? And it'll be something that would be memorable. Right. And they're like, yeah, no, that, no. And I know it happened. Yeah. Like, I feel like the timeline shifted somewhere and they <laughs> lost that memory or I gained it or something. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, what do they call it? The Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. Yeah. 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 It's something like that. I've got one. And it would be interesting to, to wonder that. I'm sure that I'm the only person in the world that remembers this. But when I was a kid, remember the movie Spaceballs? I do remember Spaceballs. In my head, at the end of the movie, 
doesn't he have to go break up? Like the princess is going to get married, and he has to go break up the wedding. Yeah, because he wants to marry her. I think I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, in my head as a kid, and I could remember it so clearly. He runs in during the wedding because she's going to marry some boring dude, and he asks. He stops the wedding and asks her to marry him. And she's like, would you marry me? And she's like, no, I can't marry you because I'm a man. And then pulls off the disguise. Okay. And it's a dude. All right. I think the reason my my young brain thought that is because there's an earlier scene where they're trying to capture him. And, and the guy's like, you, know, you idiot, you've captured their stunt doubles. And the stunt double for the princess was, was like a guy. dude with long hair. Okay. But in my brain, I just I remembered that for years I thought that. And I was like, well, maybe that was an alternate ending. <laughs> you got the director's that. cut. Yes. <laughs> On VHS. The woke director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> I'll say that's transgender propaganda has gotten you. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was the case. Yeah. And apparently it is not. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 memory is a tricky thing, but as far as song lyrics go, I'm not a stickler. Mm-hmm. The thing I hate the most about music are, and I hate it about anything is people who take it too seriously. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you're just supposed to enjoy it and people will be like, well, why do you think this song's good? It's talking about this horrible tragedy. And you're like, cause it's got a great backbeat, you know, and <laughs> a rock and guitar solo. I love it. Or you're singing the lyrics wrong. I was like, well, who cares? I'm having fun with music. I'm interacting with it. And there's too many critics in the world. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't like people who are like that. Hudson got a little bit of that in him because he's discovered a lot of music uh, that his friends don't know. And he'll be like, well, he's, he's got this girl, Brie. And uh, and I was like, what does she listen to? And he was like, oh, like Taylor Swift. And uh, oh, what was the girl's the other one's like name? Like all the other teenage girls. Yeah, like country. all the other. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, she doesn't listen to good music or whatever. And I was like, look, she enjoys the music. Let her enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. who cares what she listens to? You know? I have to think Taylor Swift kind of rocks. So I'm not paying $800 to take my daughter to a concert to it, though. You know, but I think she's got talent. If you can get a song on the radio, you got talent. That's the only Taylor Swift songs I've heard is the ones on the, the radio ones that made it yeah. to the radio back when I used to listen to the radio yeah. before Spotify. Come on. I've said this. I know a, like a bunch of Taylor Swift songs because they were on the radio, but uh, I've said this about the Eagles my whole life. I'm not really an Eagles fan. I've, I've never owned an Eagles album in my life. Um, but I know every Eagles song that comes on the radio. Like I know it by heart. <laughs> I know the guitar parts. I know the bass parts. I know all of that. And that's one of the most impressive. I've never sought out to learn the Eagles. They just had so many great hits and songs that they just get in your brain. And you're like, wow. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, that's enough talking about music. I tell you what we need to do. What we need to do is we need to thank our patrons. Yes, we do. Man, thank you all so much for supporting this crazy, ridiculous thing that me and John do. <laughs> uh, we would like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier by name. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff. Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, and Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, 
the driver, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWheel. <laughs> McWheel. We also had a super secret stealth pa- uh, patron Oh yeah, joined this week, but... I hope it's not my mama. <laughs> well, this person sent me a message and asked me not to read their name. Okay. So I was like, well, wow, thank you so much. Your secret's safe with us. Oh, boy. <laughs> This is my mom. You got to tell me in between shows. <laughs> but you know who you are out there. <laughs> Seriously, thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have several tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show. with another show that we do after this one. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up the extension today? I'm going to talk about Dick Bigger Jr., <laughs> an American hero and a patriot. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to talk about sunflowers and the urge for people to pose naked for okay. some reason. Well, sometimes <laughs> it's a lifelong dream. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I suppose so. You got anything else? No, other than I love everybody. Um, and thanks for listening. Tell somebody else to listen. That'd be cool if you would do that. Yeah. That'd yeah. That'd be super cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And share our stuff on Facebook and social media if you want to. And that would help us out a lot. We're trying to get rich. (laughs) Shiny Disco Balls, he was so moved by the Hawk and Snake story. That's right. That he made a video and posted it up. That's right. It's pretty funny. It is funny. Share that. That's super simple. Yeah, simple. And then we get somebody listen, and in the first 10 minutes, they're like, this dude, (laughs) this John guy is absolutely an insane idiot, and they'll cut it off. But that's fine. But we got your download for that one time. For that one time. (laughs) Maybe you accidentally subscribed. (laughs) You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Or you can head on over to our brand spanking new website. Still got that new website smell. That's right. That's earthoddity.net, and you can use the submission form. We have an Instagram that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. That's right. Check out our show art. You can also tweet at us on X. Oh, is yeah. It's still called tweet. Well, I guess it is. I, I guess. I don't know. I updated my app today during church, <laughs> and now I have the X logo. I still have the old Twitter one for a while. Well, that's uh, at underscore Earth Oddity on X. <laughs> you can also join our Discord server, link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Uh, 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. So, patrons, here we are. It's just us. (laughs) It is. And the secret patron. (laughs) And the secret patron. Welcome, sir. Okay, as a man. All right, thank you. I may have misgendered him. <laughs> you can you can call women, sir, in the army at least, can't you?